Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the AEW Rampage preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Rampage. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Rampage, baby, but also AEW. <laughs> We're all SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT 2. Oh! Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a round of the week complete with a money quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by Michael Sidgwick, we're going to look ahead to... Hey, I just met you, and this is crazy, but here's my number. This is Rampage, baby. <laughs> and they've got quite a lot on tonight's show, haven't they? They do, yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, Wilborn, what am I doing on my phone right now? Uh, you are watching no. one of the stars of AW Rampage warm up, I believe, for tonight's show. Yes, we are. Um, it's a bit. What we do on the Rampage preview is if it's worth setting my alarm for, anticipating my kids waking up at around about quarter to seven o'clock, quarter to six. If oh. it's destination TV, I'll set my alarm. If Junakiyama's wrestling, if Katsuyori Shibata's wrestling, if it's late 2021, I will set my alarm <laughs> for this show and watch it unspoiled with glee and anticipation and enthusiasm. Top of the morning to you. It's Rampage. Um, I did not do that just then. I showed something to Wilborn as a bit. Yes. That was not my alarm because I don't have one. I will just wake up when the kids wake me up tomorrow. Thank you very much because this show looks bad and mid. <laughs> Honestly, man, Jesus Christ, like, increasingly, increasingly, as much fun as we have with the theme, which I've always hated, but I've had some fun with it, mm. with buttons and the like. The lyrics to this show are increasingly becoming incredibly, incredibly bleak. It's a show you've been waiting on. Uh, Jeff Jarrett and um, Jay Lethal versus Private Party. Adrenaline pumping in your chest. Two dimes losing in six minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how, uh, like change the theme tune. One, it's pretty terrible. Mm. Two, it no longer in any way, shape, or form reflects the actual content and hype of the show. 
Yeah. Adrenaline pumping in your chest. Boom, boom. Ari Devori in two consecutive main events. Christ. It rhymes, that, at least. Yeah, yeah. Adrenaline pumping in your chest. Ari Devori in two consecutive main events. Bit of assonance. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't tell you. So, um... Unique way that I watch episodes of uh, AW and uh, other wrestling shows, naturally. Um, sometimes when I click play on the player, the, the legitimate source that I get it from, there is a, a little screenshot from 10, 15, 20 seconds into the episode. I don't right? get that in fair f- on five. No, no, it's, just, it's, it's a glitch that maybe on my end. Um, but <laughs> the Thursday morning, I go to click on it and oh my God. I was like, that's Miro. Miro's on the ramp. And it was just a the clip from yeah. the beginning bit <laughs> yeah. of Dynamite. And I was like, oh, no. Like, enjoy, Dynamite was great, obviously. But the, the have your hopes crushed of like, oh, my God, Miro's back. Yeah. He was in the, rah, he goes like, rah, rah. And like, they're sting. <laughs> He's not going to be on the show either. Oh, he might be actually. He might, no, he won't. Two, I, think, I think Darby can take care of two dimes by yeah. himself. But still. Yeah, it's, it, I'm going to try and put a positive spin on this, right? I think they reached the, the the bottom, the worst that they could get last week in terms of ratings. Like, what was it, like a 4 p.m. show yeah. in America? And they still did 400,000 point whatever point. Did you see the Dynamite number last night? I don't know talk about it. Jesus was, Christ, I don't think I Rampage like is going to get any better than it was last week. I was like, that? I was like, huh? I, honestly, it was just like, Look, it's an, what's going on? Hopefully the aberration. They've been doing some really good numbers of late. Um, a bit of crisis, no less. And last week's was phenomenal considering the historical record of just getting annihilated on Thanksgiving Eve. Mm. Thanksgiving Eve. Um, so just hopefully it's an aberration for whatever reason. It didn't have significant competition either, which was uh, a bit worrying for them, a bit alarming. I did see someone, I think, under Alvarez's tweet with the figures in going, yeah, well, you know, guys, this is uh, this is the uh, night of the year that everyone wraps their Christmas presents between uh, 8 and 10 p.m., so they can't possibly <laughs> Yeah. Here's something for your right. Oh, my God. It takes something in particularly bad faith for me these days to get wound up about because at long last I have learned, don't feed the trolls. Yeah. Try. So I do slip. I do slip. But sometimes, well, mostly, I think, don't respond to the stupid thing that eight people have said on a social network that connects millions of us because their voices are so stupid that they don't deserve to be amplified, but it's an easy like to take them down. It'll take stupid. I'm going to explain why. Yeah. Everyone can explain why it's stupid, right? So it takes something in particular bad faith for me to get wound up and say, "Uh, actually, are you stupid? Yeah. I stopped myself, okay? Right. But this take, right? It's always WWE fans, right, who go on about the reason why, oh, it's going to die then. <laughs> it's going to die, and it's rubbish for this reason, for this reason, and this reason, right? Imagine Wilborn, okay, if you will, a WWE fan trolling and attributing last night's pretty poor rating for saying, well, seen the same match for three weeks in a row. No wonder AEW's failing with, with booking like that. Why do you do this? Why are you like this? What has gone so wrong in your life that you've either not been sufficiently educated so that you can't distinguish the fact that this is WWE's primary ratings driver? Modus operandi. Modus operandi to pit star against star pretty much in the same match 
or variations of it week after week after week after week after week. This is pretty much how they win, so it's weird that AEW isn't winning like this because people want to see a fixed group of stars. Well, he's a star. I see him every week. I don't know who he is, and I'm scared and confused by his presence. <laughs> I know I can count on a Seth Rollins. That's yeah. the WWE fan mentality. Yeah, 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 Who's yeah. this Takeshita? Takeshita? What's this? So, if anything, the WWE fan should be comforted by the presence of familiarity and things that they can understand. Yeah. Okay? I don't, they're not all thick. I met some lovely WWE, WWE fans in Cardiff, and I know it's just the 0.8%, but the 0.8% pissed me off when it I saw the those ones. last night. Yeah, it is those ones I see all the time. And I tell Anne Louise sometimes, my wife, you'll see me getting abused online, and, and she's like, oh, and I see her starting, and I'm like, don't, don't respond to them. Like, oh, yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. Don't, that's what they want. I was like, just ignore them. I, I, if I'm not bothered by it, why are you bothered yeah, by yeah. it? But I also can sit there and say that, and then in a much of the similar way to you talking about that, I think this is a perfect example. Those things on Twitter, and it re- applies to anything, but just as an example, uh, uh, definitively ranking uh, biscuits, and uh, they're like custard cream tier. Uh, and then like uh, uh, rich tea, uh, God mode, and I'm like, oh, are you f-ing joking me, right? That's not. <laughs> and I'm like, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Like, it, obviously, it's just been put out there to get that response, to garner a response. Yeah. But sometimes, like you say, it, it treads so far over the line. You're like, I'm gonna have to say something here. I know I shouldn't. Yeah. But brother, I don't even like my missus's tweets. Because <laughs> you know, sometimes you can see like, oh, someone you follow like this tweet. It's like, why are you showing me that? I don't care what they like. But they're just the Twitter yeah, yeah, yeah. algorithm does this sometimes, or it used to. Um, I don't want people going, like, going like to find it. Basically, yeah, that's how point. many mutants are on there. So I don't even do that. Mm. Like, she's a beautiful, beautiful woman, my wife. Like a beautiful, like for a certain generation, you go to the indie clubs, okay? <laughs> yes, you, you have your eye. But like, people hate me so much that they would never yeah. say that. God, yeah, yeah, don't. <laughs> You're exactly right. Don't don't let me any further in beyond. We talk about wrestling. We don't even call ourselves wrestling journalists. We yeah, just yeah, talk yeah. about wrestling on the internet. It's, it's ridiculous what we do. Um, do you see the All Atlantic Championship changing hands tonight <laughs> in the uh, in the lumberjack match that was admittedly set up brilliantly on Dynamite? It was set up brilliantly, right? And this is like right. If you were going to go to the AW show, great. Taking long enough, lads. Let's go. I would go and I'd go, huh. when watching QT Marshall and Orange Cassidy in a lumberjack match, because I guarantee there are going to be at least two or three spots that make either go, oh, that's great, or huh. that was amusing. Don't care about it. Does, does this feel like a title match to you? No. Does this feel like it's got any drama for you? No. It feels like uh, if you're there or if you're watching it in a professional capacity, that there are going to be moments where I go, huh. But I think they'll have loads of fun with this. Yes. And I think I will enjoy it and I won't be such a grinch about it as and when it happens. But it's impossible to get excited for. It's completely, ultimately inessential, meaningless fare. And um, Orange Cassidy needs to stop feuding with a factory. Yeah. Where's Anthony Agogo? Well, my hope is that he's. I know he's in the factory or he was introduced as part of the factory. But I think that, or I hope that, they see him as a long term prospect. Unlike a Camarado, who's just a good sort of meathead, heavy presence. Love his new character as well. Yeah. I don't think they... I think they see a go-go as right. We don't want a go-go to be tarnished 
Yeah, I by get. the factory, who essentially are a prelim heel comedy act who take bumps to make the fans happy. That's what the, the factory job squad, is. aren't they? Yeah, that's what the factory is at this point, and they're and they're good in the role. Not like I must watch it, but they're good in the role. I really like the zero hour match when I saw it. I thought it was really well done. I think that they don't want Gogo stigmatized by being a goof and showing ass and bumping and feeding for your prelim baby faces. So that's why he's not there, which is encouraging because I want a Google to do well. So I've noticed that he's uh, he's very conspicuous by his absence. Um, so that's what I've noticed. I'd have in this, because I agree, it's really straightforward. He's going to hit the orange bunch and win the match. And I've got a great idea for a spot, actually. Oh, go on. But no, 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 tell me, just remind me afterwards, because well, I've got a head like cheese. My pitch was just going to be purely because it's a lumberjack match, rather than it just being, you know, members of the factory and the best friends in, ah, Fable, my wife, Danhausen. None of that. New rule. Right, you all can't be ringside because you just we all know what happens when that happens. Yeah, oh, bloody hell, beat, that, beat you up but not beat you up. But the baby face just help you back into the ring. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Every single lumberjack is a clone of Orange Cassidy and doesn't do anything when someone gets chucked out of the ring because they're too lazy. I like that. I very much like that. They're not going to do it. But I had an alternative idea. Go on. So there's various impartial lumberjacks, right? Okay. And they need to be impartial for this to kind of, my idea anyway, to work, right? I know what it is like. You're a baby face, and I'm a heel. So when you come to my jurisdiction, I'm automatically going to kick your ass because wrestling's pathetic sometimes. It's just <laughs> absolutely pathetic, and I hate it. And uh, instead of doing that, right, have them be a little bit impartial, or the idea is that everyone thinks QT Marshall, other than the factory, is just this arsehole. Like a minor scale MJF, if you mm-hmm. like. So they do the spot where QT Marshall... Hip tosses Cassidy out of the ring, okay? And the lumberjacks assembled on that side of the ring, like stage dive, pass him around from left to right, and then put him back in the ring. And QT Marshall would be like, you're meant to be lumberjacks. You're not meant to help him back in the ring. You're meant to kick his ass when he's out there. And he has a conniption fit, blows a gasket. Orange Cassidy then hip tosses QT Marshall out, and he can laugh and say, all right, well, I'm saved now. And then they can drop them. Hey, I like that. Nice bit of yeah, physical comedy. Bit of slapstick. You being a dick. Yeah, but yeah, no, no chance of the titles changing hands. Yeah, yeah no, 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 not whatsoever. Uh, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett versus Private Party. Eight minute win for the heels to build them up against the acclaimed. Just <laughs> with some terrible Ethan Page and Matt Hardy stuff on the outside. Oh They're being allowed to God. write that themselves. We're reporting on the news. Oh, well, it shouldn't be. Um, look, I'm not being funny. I haven't seen much of the stuff on the YouTube supplementary shows. It might be better than it's being adapted on TV at present. I will, you know what, because sometimes I feel a bit harsh on Matt Hardy. My take on Matt Hardy is that he did loads of great stuff in the Attitude Era, mm-hmm. okay? I loved a lot of his work. I loved the cue cards with Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Right, I thought that was really well done. And he's always kept on the pulse. He's always been able... Some of his reinventions have been terrible. But I, the broken stuff was genius on some level because I popped at it, and it's the sort of thing I usually hate. Some of it was genuinely inspired. Some of his enunciations killed me. Yeah. It hasn't worked since, and he's not bringing the value anymore. And he's not that great in the ring. I'm not interested in his stories. And... For almost all of his AEW career, I've just thought he's not really justified the the massive money he must be on. Mm. And um, 
sometimes I feel like I just default think he's a bit rubbish because I there's, there's something about him that I do like, you know. He's not quite my least favorite wrestler of all time. Like, can you remember when he had his, like, eighth kid or whatever <laughs> and he had a match that he lost? Because that's what he does. At least he loses. And uh, he's cutting a backstage promo and private party were propping him up. And he's like, I know you beat me tonight. <laughs> and they're propping him up. And yeah, he's yeah. like, I know you beat me tonight, but, you know, if we have a rematch, <sighs> I started so sleep with this kid. That's why I've lost. I thought that was really, yeah. really funny. Like, he's got patter about him, but this is just rubbish. It's just yet another rubbish Matt Hardy thing. Yeah, it is going to be with Jay, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett for, to build them up for the acclaim, obviously. And the, yeah, and the worst thing is, is that with there being shenanigans on the outside with the respective seconds of... Hardy and Ethan Page. There's going to be loads of schmozzy stuff here, and I think it's just going to be absolutely rubbish. And it might, it might, because he wants to protect everyone these days, involve private party. So coming to a distraction roll-up. Oh, God, yeah. If, we'll get, uh, we'll get be, a guitar shot in there. All will on. be forgiven if, following the distraction roll-up, Jeff Hardy taps his head to indicate that he's a genius. Mm. Even though he isn't. And it's a really, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Triple H is... The pl- real political genius, as much as I hate to admit it. Is it fair to say, or is this too harsh? That As you were talking about him there, Matt Hardy, I kind of agree with everything you said. Could you say, Mom, can we have Chris Jericho? No, we've got Chris Jericho at home, and that's Matt Hardy. Yeah, pretty much. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Well, you mentioned the acclaim there, Sige. Um, and tonight, as far as I'm aware, after that drill that Billy Gunn got to do on Dynamite, they are going to announce their next challengers. Why isn't it going to be FTR? I, because it's not time yet. Yes, exactly. <laughs> if, in fact, it's going to happen, and they did tease it via the eight-man that built... Uh, it was the last stop of the build to the full gear rubber match for the trilogy. There was an interaction there between FTR and the acclaimed. Is this some kind of Chris Jericho or a more topical reference, Big Body Harvey? Imagine there'll be people who've never watched an episode of NXT 2.0 in their lives and they're going, who on earth is Big Body Harvey? Who's actually he's a TV star on the USA Network, yeah. actually. And NXT's great. Do check out our previews and reviews. It's some of the most fun we have. Yeah, we have an incredible amount of fun on those shows. Are they doing a bit where they, and this is very Chris Jericho, and I think they claim they've got that kind of, uh, that's what I'm looking for, kind of, uh, this rapscallion charm where they Ooh, get yeah. away with this as baby faces, where they go, right, okay, we're here to um, challenge the second best tag team in all of AEW. Everyone, everyone is going to think, oh, well, FTR, because you're obviously going to think yourselves are the best. And then they do, yep, that's right. It's Jeff Jarrett and um, Jay Lethal. And then they beat Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. And Billy Gunn's going to go, boy, I was talking about the best. I don't know why he's Josh Briggs. <laughs> Another person no one's heard of on yep. this podcast. He's on. He's a TV star on the USA Network, apparently. And uh, <laughs> then they can do some of the like, job tag teams, you know, like Varsity Blondes or The Blondes, because they're not allowed to be Varsity. Remember that? Oh, God, yeah. And then FTR can go, are you ducking us? Because mm. we're the second best tag team. And then it can be revealed that it's all like, well, a bit of psychological warfare on the part of the acclaim saying, look, we've been taking the piss. We know that you're second best, but we want you to think you're not, or that kind of thing. Mm. It's, not, it's not February yet, basically. Yeah, it's not February yet. And, and they're going, I'm going to hot shot it, or winter is coming. No. There's already too much to that. heading towards that show anyway. So, yeah, I sense uh, it'll yeah either be immediately Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, or quite possibly they'll say, maybe they, maybe the, 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 the um, yeah, it's very sports entertainment y, but with a sort of meta nod to it. Every time they're about to say FTR and someone bloody comes out and interrupts them and says, oh, I'll fight right, you. And they yeah. go, bloody, I've got to deal with you before we can get to FTR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why would an FTR come out? It doesn't matter. It's just convoluted wrestling I stuff. I think Dax Harwood would be like that kid with a veiny. Neck in that meme <laughs> in Gorilla. It's a great meme, that. In, in Gorilla. Oh, no, I'm on the best tag team we're in, the, in the world, actually. What a phenomenal wrestler he is. I'm going to stop following him on Twitter. <laughs> Thinking about streaming. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> uh, a match I had in NXT. Oh, you're going to come back? Um, just asking questions. I'm not saying anything. You're all saying anything, actually. Think I'm going to stream uh, Revival versus uh, American Alpha. Um. Oh, when am I? When am I? When, am, when is my schedule free? Yeah, when have I got a gap in the diary? Uh, when have I got a gap in the diary? Um. When am I not doing anything significant? Even though I should be. Uh, eight seven central Wednesday night, motherfucker. <laughs> what's the What's next for Soraya? Apart from tonight, obviously. Soraya. Soraya. All right. <laughs> She's sitting down with Renee Paquette. Um, it feels like too soon to launch her straight into Janie Hater, I, I sense. But I don't know. How do you feel about all of that? You know, I would love a bit of course correction. 
Tony Khan is so good at listening, or he used to be. Sometimes he still is. Um, bit ahead of the sound of this Ring of Honor stuff, if I'm being perfectly honest, like, but whatever. He's traditionally mm-hmm. listened to his audience, sought their counsel, and adjusted his plans as a consequence of that, mm-hmm. okay? I would love it if Soraya could say something to the effect of, what are your plans? Oh, I was going to do it. <laughs> she's, not, she's not even from... Uh, well, <laughs> go, oh, go blimey, go blimey. Well, yeah, I'm not going to do that. I love that she said something to the effect of, look, right, I just got it done against Dr. Britt Baker. Um, if I'm being honest, she gave me a much closer fight than I was expecting. The level of competition here in general is, I may have underestimated it, Renee, until I saw these women be fantastic, okay? Obviously, I want the title, but I need to test myself more before I do that. I only just got past Britt Baker, and she's been the best women's champion um, so all that being said, next week, I understand that competition is the name of the game here in All Elite Wrestling. I'm going to issue an open challenge. And whoever wants it, I know that I need to earn my place here. Whoever wants it, come get it. Yeah. Bit of a uh, off, off mic in joke there, <laughs> in case the actual ones who say it on mic weren't impenetrable enough. Um, and then it can be answered by... Serena Deeb, who can Ooh. make it look like she's doing horrible things to Soraya's neck, which aren't actually bumping it. So that's the perfect match. And then I know it's this would be like the kind of thing they would do in the old ranking system. Remember that? Yeah, certainly Christian Cage did something of that effect. And uh, this would go a long way, a long way to, one, giving you Soraya matches on TV. She's ostensibly a star drawn an attraction, so you want to make use of that. And the biggest overwhelming complaint about Soraya's run from a lot of very tribal AEW fans, and we know that's the name of the game now. That's how top dollar segments perform better than anyone on AEW <laughs> somehow because the name of the brand matters more than anything and the value of the brand and the connection with the brand matters more than anything. The people who have connected with the AEW brand feel like Saray is very entitled and she's walked in there and they've actually made this a storyline, which was odd, mm. that it's my house. And, uh, oh, well, it is actually because you've just been Dr. Britt Baker. A lot of people feel like she's entitled a lot of people feel like her product knowledge is both lacking and it's disrespectful to those who've done well to... You have to do really well in this AEW women's division to make it viable because Tony Khan and QT Marshall don't do enough when they're formatting these goddamn shows. So that's what I would do. An instant, all right, okay, I can connect with Soraya a bit more. I don't think of her as mm. this high and mighty entitled ex-WWE star who can just walk in and win the title. She needs to be told to address this in her promos because otherwise this babyface push, if not dead already, judging by that full gear reaction, is going to die very mm, soon. Yeah. I think you're probably right, and I'd love to see her versus Serena D. I'd just love to see Serena D back in the ring, to be perfectly honest. But I could also see her just tweaking what you said slightly and saying, uh, Dynamite, open challenge. I don't know if they've already booked their one women's match for Dynamite next week. Dynamite, open challenge. I'll face anyone, whether you're a goodie or a baddie. And she beats, like, Kiara Hogan. Although I think Kiara Hogan's just gone from the baddies, isn't she? But yeah, yeah, Red Velvet. Yeah, I, don't wanna, I was going to say Red Velvet, and I was like, oh, I don't want to beat her straight away. But, yeah, a long term, I'd, if you're not going to have a fight, hate her, which I don't think you will, probably, because you'll probably have hate her do a run-it-back with Tony Storm, oh. and then she has, to, she has to be a full-blown baby face. I'm not trying that. to be cruel here, but if you had a match between Red Velvet and Soraya, 
Soraya's neck would be the last thing you worried about. Like Red Velvet shows a lot of promise, but she terrifies me when she's in the ring sometimes. Like, um, it's weird. It's she's one of those, maybe a bit like Anna JAS, where she had such an abundance of talent so quickly that they almost got worked into realizing that she's not quite as yeah, far along yeah. as she genuinely needs to be to keep herself safe. Um, is this the end of Swerving Our Glory? We're going to hear from them tonight. Obviously, they, they had the split seemingly on pay-per-view and then the, the nice segment on last week's Dynamite of like, let's go and talk. It feels like they're just... It can't it? be oil, the, oil and water. They just don't mix now, do yeah. they? Yeah. It can't be the end yet because it ain't February yet. This is, <laughs> this is surely on the notepad that he showed before Full Gear 2021, if you remember. Yeah. Uh, this is on the notepad for Revolution. And... It's not February yet, so they're not splitting up yet. Um, so I don't know what happens here because it was pretty definitive, it seemed. Mm. So I don't know, I'm quite, I'm interested in this. I am very interested in this. Love both Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. I thought they've done this quite well. It's not so obvious one way or the other where it's going, and there's always a lingering question of well, when is it going to happen and how is it going to happen finally. Um, so I'm interested in this, but I can't predict that anything monumental is going to happen because it isn't February yet. Well, to cover us off, I'll do this. Good, this actually has a good idea. You predict something that's probably going to happen is a sensible and good booking and I'll just pick the opposite and then we kind of got all our bases covered. So, tonight, Keith Lee is going to say, Monsieur Strickland, you have not fought with valour, you have not fought with honour, so we shall fight a final battle next weekend. So, there you go. I need stomach. Yeah. Finally, um, big match. Darby Allen versus two versus Cole Carter. Who cares? I couldn't care less. I think uh, he's gonna, Darby Allen's going to get a win here. If he fights hard enough, yeah. <laughs> Did anything happen post match when he beat um, Green last week? I've genuinely forgotten. <laughs> so it's weird that he's just working another seemingly random singles match because we were trying to guess who comes out to beat him up afterwards and set up his next feud. So if the ranking system was in place, you'd expect that he's just racking up a few TV wins to work someone. Maybe they've realized, right, Joe versus Monsters isn't working because the other Monsters are kind of better and more dynamic and have got a better aura at this point. Maybe Joe beats Wardlow. Ooh. Wardlow can try and work back to a main event push. Oh, God knows how that's going to work at this point. And Darby Allen versus Joe would be amazing. Yeah. Because Joe really doesn't have to do anything except get bounced on and kill Darby Allen. Nope, maybe one coffin drop. Oh, my God. That's a match I would want to see. Yeah. That is an actual Joe match I'd really want to see. I just wish, Sige, you know, we've talked, you obviously know a great deal and have talked in, in great detail about Darby Allen. His opponent, Cole Carter. I just wish we had someone who could, you know, give us more of an insight into into that side of things. Yay, guys! Oh, it stacks oh, up, mate. You can you can sit here because there's no handler on this. Yay, guys! Uh, usually, it's just over your shoulder. Yeah, normally, I have to give up my it's seat. It's usually very close to your head. Pull up that chair, stacks. Okay. All right, be a bit more gentle. It's a studio, not expensive. Nice throw chairs around, doesn't it? Yeah. So, uh, Stacks, me and Steve were just saying, uh, Cole Carter, the former two dimes, I thought he was dead in action. Um, how do you see it playing out? He's going to lose in five f***ing minutes. Oh, okay. Well, I thought it was going to be slightly more um, slightly more 
uh, confident in your uh, former partner, didn't you, Sige? Uh, well, it didn't end well between Two Dimes and Good Stags, point. did it? What did um, Two Dimes do to um, get thrown into the river? He betrayed the family and he paid the price. Oh, that's interesting, that. Okay, well, he didn't pay much of a price because he's working on uh, Rampage tonight. Yeah, um, he was playing Sting a few a while back. He was, yeah. Um, Stax? Yeah? Do you think Two Dimes will ever make it? Oh, yeah, he got, you know what he's got? He's got Moxie. <laughs> and you can't put a price on that. But before I He's go, also got a Invincible Powers of Recovery. Yes. It's like almost like uh, what's uh, Lazarus? Yes, indeed. Um, but yeah, uh, you got your obviously. Uh, I had to miss the uh, NXT review uh, show that normally you'd appear on um, this week. We were us fixing the jet. That's right, it's all fixed. Oh, it's fixed. Yeah. So is that is that why you're here today? Yeah, I took it for a test drive to make sure I'm all good for next week. Bit concerning how you don't know what's called a flight. Yep. Yep. <laughs> So, before I go... Do you just, like, f- like just like a jet ski across the Atlantic? <laughs> also, like, cost of living crisis, petrol's quite... Yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. Don't you worry, I got the hookup. Oh, and, and he's got money from his uh, various businesses. Indeed, yeah, yeah. The docks. Uh, that's right, the docks, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Stacks. That's right, man. Um, before I go, got a, got a few jugs for you, Sidgy. Oh, not for me. No, you shut the f*** up. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll, I'll just keep quiet for the next two minutes. Stax, how did he make him do that? I've been trying to do that for about five years at this point. It's the way I tell him. Ah! Stax, that might be your actual best joke. <laughs> well, I, uh, <laughs> seeing as two times is in action uh, against Darby Allen, I uh, noticed that guy likes a bit of skateboarding, so I thought I'd call him some skateboarding jokes. Uh, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, before I get into the uh, traditional... I used to roll a blade, so maybe... Did you? You were a blader back in the day. Oh, fancy damn. I used to roll a blade, had a micro scooter. I used to play a bit of rare uh, roller hockey. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I was reacting to that as well, Stacks. Yeah, me too. Uh, right, um... Before I get into the three jokes, it's obviously got to be three. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I learned to skate. You know that? Yeah, I've been learning to skate. Where do you think I learned to skate? Huh? Mafia skateboards, um, roller rink. Disclaimer: This does not count as one of the three jokes. Uh, like a roller mobster, um, Italy. I learned to skate. In a boarding school! Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm glad that wasn't one of the three jokes. Stacks, <laughs> shut up! Okay. Sidge, what is the hardest trick in skateboarding? Joke number one. Hardest trick, right? Okay, I could not, I couldn't even do the basics. I bought a skateboard once. Like, you know, one of the uh, the, the, the black ones. like Not like the kids' skateboards, like the proper black ones. Like, you start a Tony... Yeah! Co- <laughs> you start like the starter ones with Tony Hawk. I couldn't even do like an ollie or a kick flip um, or a f- 450, whatever. The hardest trick in skateboarding is. Um, that's something to do the wheels here. Wheels coming off. Nah, I'm, I'm stuck. I'm sorry. What is the hardest trick in skateboarding? Getting a fucking job! <laughs> Joke number two. Sage, what time is it when an elephant 
stands on your skateboard. Picture that. An elephant standing on your skateboard. What time is it? Time to get a new skateboard. It's time to get a new skateboard. <laughs> Always like it when you guess one of the jokes. <laughs> Final joke, joke number three. And I got to go to get the jet to get back to America for inexplicably to come back here before the NXT show to go. Anyway. Joke number three. Who was the skateboarder's favorite boxer? Uh, Mike Tyson. Um, Muhammad Ali. Um, uh, Lennox Lewis. Uh, Tony. Uh, um, wait there, wait there, Prince Nassim. I, I, I don't know. Who was the skateboarder's favorite boxer? Muhammad Ali! It's the way I f***ing tell God damn it! <laughs> hey, enjoy rapping. Smack down, don't you? Let's try to kind of thing. I'll see you guys next week. Bye, Stacks. Bye, Stacks. Nice, bro. We had, we had fun in the end, didn't we? We did, yeah, yeah, yeah. we did. <laughs> Muhammad Ali. Why didn't I get that? I said Muhammad Ali. I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to say anything. I've been told to sit in the corner and shut up. But, uh, uh, yeah, I thought you were going to get close there. Does Stax not like you? It's a love-hate relationship, I think it is. he talks more to me and Hamflet. Yeah, it's one of those where... And I thought you and Stax, with a very similar sense of humor, would actually get on. I think it's one of those, isn't it? Yeah, it's, we're almost too similar, probably. Like, because um, if you think about it, CM Punk and the Young Bucks both abstained from drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Both were backyard workers. Both experienced tremendous success everywhere in their careers except TNA. Uh-huh. Um, they both were considered like they didn't know how to work by genuinely respected mainstream veterans of the game. They both put on their most career breakthrough performances in Chicago. Mm. Right, The similarities between these two men, they both vowed to change the world, are remarkable... Yeah, they don't get along. Maybe that's the same with you and Starks. Good point. And, that, and, that, and what you point out there, that is a really unbelievable wrestling coincidence. I wish there was nine more that I could read about at whatculture.com. Well, if you go to whatculture.com slash WWE or whatculture.com slash Michael dash underscore one of the two Sidgwick, maybe you'll find it if you scroll down far enough. And maybe if you hang around, there's going to be a really well-voiced version of that on our YouTube channel. Some dulcet tones. Oh, yeah. Don't you worry. Maybe Stacks will make an appearance. Spoiler, he won't. Uh, <laughs> right, your thoughts. Good. So they, 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 got retention to worry about. <laughs> they thought they had a rampage tonight on Twitter at what culture WWE. Why should you follow both of us? You can follow Mark Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at what culture WWE, as I said. Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, me and Sid previewed SmackDown a little bit earlier on today. Wrestle Culture's coming your way later with a hand. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
hashtag bloody good quiz. And me and Sid will be back on Monday to review AEW Rampage. But for now, this has been the Rampage preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thanks to Stax. Thank you for joining us. We will see you soon.